Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, May 26, 2021, and today we are reading from the big book. We're in Chapter 5, and we are on page 59, um, reading Step 10, Continue to Take Personal Inventory, through Step 12, Ending to Practice These Principles in All Our Affairs and commenting on steps 10, 11, and 12. And today's readers are, and thank you for your service, for the 12 steps, Betty W. For the 12 traditions, Davlin E. And reading the text are Susan H., Patricia, Patricia C., and Lauren N. And the newcomer greeter is Deborah S. And the host of the second hour is, um, Maybe Sandy W., I'm not quite sure. The reference numbers for Tuesday, May 25th, 2021, the 7 a.m. meeting is 17,009. That's 17009. And the 10 a.m. is 17,010. That's 17010. OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Betty W. to read the 12 steps. Thank you, Katie, and thank you for your service in leading the meeting. Uh, My name is Betty W. from Fayetteville, New York, which is in central New York. And good morning, visionaries. Here are the 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable, Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening, 
As a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to be of service, and with that, I pass. Thank you, Betty W. I will now ask Davilin E. to read the 12 Traditions. Good morning, everyone. My name is Davilin E., and I am a compulsive eater recovering in Manitoba, Canada. The 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Tradition 1, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. For our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive eater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. In Tradition 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for the opportunity to give service, and may you all have a day full of peace and contentment. Pass. Thank you, Davilin. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today we resume our study of the big book. We're on page 59 and we're starting with step 10, continue to take personal inventory, reading through step 12, ending with practice these principles in all our affairs. And we'll comment on those three steps. And I will ask Susan H. to begin reading. Good morning. Thank you. 
This is Susan H., a very grateful recovered compulsive overeater in Ohio. My heart's pounding a little bit. (laughs) Ten, continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And uh, I was just blessed to be able to read these and share my thoughts on them. I'm looking forward to the whole meeting because, yeah, 10, 11, and 12. I've heard them called the maintenance steps. Maintain what? Maintain spiritual fitness. Um, In step 10, we're reminded to be alert alert for the things that that, uh, the grouch and the brainstorm because those are fatal to us. But I don't have to fear my emotions nor condemn them because the clear-cut directions can help me to admit and deal with them. And sharing with fellows is so important. It, it, I always pray first and then share my 10-step with someone. And uh, it helps me and it helps them. So I love 10. It's got to be my favorite step. 11, invitation and reminder to take quiet time with a higher power. Yeah, I know it's, it's absolutely essential. And so it has become part of my life, morning and evening. I need it and I appreciate it so much. If it wasn't necessary, would I do it all the time? Hmm, I don't know. But it's so necessary, and it's so quieting and helpful to me. And, of course, 12, sponsorship, and sharing in any way we can what we've been given. Um, I've had questions about sponsorship lately, and I took the call because maybe I can help. I don't know. Uh, and I felt helpful, and I felt like it opened me up to explore just what sponsoring means to me and how sharing fits into my life every day. So I'm very grateful to be able to discuss this, and I know that 10, 11, and 12 just, just are so important to me every day. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing all the shares on it, and uh, I think I've got to start rambling now, so I will pass. Thank you so much, Susan, for getting us started. And so if you just joined us in the last four minutes, we are on page 59. We're reading the last three steps, steps 10, 11, and 12, and commenting on those. So although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day 
in order that others might share their experience. So who would like to share? Nessa R. This is Larry K. Larry K. Okay, my pencil pen just crapped out on me. Yeah, Nessa R and Larry K. Reva P. Nancy P. Reva P. Nancy P. Sandy S. Sandy S. Devorah S. Devorah S. And I heard someone else. Yolanda. Toby K. Okay, I can't hear you. I got I got Toby K. Lauren in. Okay, I'm gonna stop. There was one other that was saying their name. Jane S. Jane S. Okay, let's stop there. That's a very long line. We have Nessa R, Larry K, Reba P, Nancy P, Sandy S, Deborah S, Toby K, Lauren M, and Jane S. Go ahead, please, Nessa. Followed Hi, by thank Larry. you. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning, Vision for You. This is Nessa R. I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Um, some people call these three steps the maintenance steps. I, I call them their recovery steps. First of all, the, prom- the promise of food neutrality is in step 10. So like, this is the point where I am free of the mental obsession and I can call myself um, recovered. But also, step 10 is where I practice the skills that I learn in steps 1 to 9 until they, the new, this new way of thinking becomes a working part of my mind. Um, you know, like Remember, the, the greater aspect of my disease centers in my mind. And through step, step 10, my thinking is transformed. And as was just said, you know, like uh, step 11 is the very solution that I identified in step two. It's a relationship with God who will solve all my problems. So, you know, it makes no sense to me now as a recovered person that people do their amends and then stop. And I did it myself. I mean, I was one of those people. You know, they go about, they, they get to step 10, put the book away, and they go about running their lives in the same way that they did before they worked the steps. And then they wonder why they're in the food. Now, if, if, um, if I get food neutrality at step 10 and I get to have access to God, to my solution, to the solution to all my problems in step 11, why would I stop at step nine? And the answer is, I think, very, very simple. It's actually stated on uh, page 84 after step nine. It says, before introducing step 10, it says, it is easy to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. We are headed for trouble if we do. And this is what most of us tend to do. You know, I I struggled with food and weight for 47 years. And you know what? Um, I am grateful that finally I didn't stop at step nine. And I have been recovered uh, for a little bit over nine years by the grace of God through the working of the 12 steps and entire abstinence. So um, what I would say to people is the process doesn't end at step 10. Um, Up until then, we've just been in training. Steps 10, 11, and 12 is where we practice all these principles, you know, our affairs, and this is where the recovery is. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Nessa. Okay, Larry Kay, you're up, followed by Reva P. Hey, Katie. Thanks so much for your service. Susan, thanks for getting us started so well this morning. Uh, Larry Kay recovered. Continue, continue. <laughs> That's what I have to do. I have to continue here. 
Um, let, let me not overcomplicate this. I, I know uh, lots of people on this line, I'm one of them, that didn't continue. You know, at some point, we're not continuing. What I did is I put 12 in place at 10 and 11. I know other people. Now, I never got into the food, but boy, oh boy, can this disease find some insidious way of sneaking in and tackling us from behind as we hear because we're not continuing, continuing, continuing. I have to grow. I have to expand and enlarge my spiritual life. Let me not, God, help me not to overcomplicate this, right? 10, 11, and 12. You know, I'd offer to you as an addict the metaphor of a computer that's got a bug, you know, a virus, right? If you come across a computer that has a bug and you didn't really know anything about computers, you, you might take a look at it and say, you know, I think I have a defective computer. When in fact, it's not defective uh, at all. Probably that computer came off the factory line with everything that it needed, all the proper parts in place that it needed to function just fine. And at some point, that computer came in contact with some faulty information, a virus, a computer bug that rendered it unable to function the way it's supposed to function. It may have even crippled the computer. And let's face it, as an addict, we're dealing with the same thing. If we look at an addict and you think to yourself, defective person, you know, the compulsive reader will certainly give off the vibe anyway of a defective person. But the thing is, is I would offer to you, this isn't a defective person at all. Most probably, that person came off the factory line equipped with everything she needed to function appropriately in the world. But at some point, they came across some faulty information which had rendered you know, them unable to function properly. And it may have even crippled them in their ability to function appropriately. Now, we know something about human beings in general. Our most basic need is survival. That's the, the instinct. There's nothing that we are wired for more than survival. But the addict is actually wired for self-destruction. We're operating 180 degrees apart from our most basic instinct in that we're actively trying to kill ourselves with food. So some information has gotten into our CPU here that's disallowing us to function okay. I need the steps in order to access a higher power. I gotta be sent back to the factory. That's what I'm gonna do with my computer. Get reset. And when I do, I got to continue, continue, continue. I have to grow. And it doesn't have to be stressful. Just follow the instructions in the book. We don't have to overcomplicate it, but follow the instructions. That's what I do today. And I'm a satisfied customer. And I just get to stay on this beam of recovery like you do. With that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry. Okay. Um, Reva P., you're up, followed by Nancy P. Good morning. This is Reva P., Grateful, Recovered, Compulsive Overeater in Toronto. Wow, there are so many things I could say about 10, 11, and 12. So let's see what um, I can condense my thoughts. Um, you know, um, before program, and I still have a tendency, I was really good at these short bursts of attempts to control the food. Like I'm going to try something, and I go, 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 and then I sort of burn myself out and stop. And, and step 10 is like the opposite of that. It's continue, continue, 
plod along. Like it's so easy to have this goal, get through four through nine. Yes, let's get to nine. Let's get to nine. Let's get to step 10 promises. And maybe it doesn't sound as exciting to just continue and trudge. But I have found these um, 10, 11, 12 steps, you know, they're so interconnected. And this is where I get to grow and deepen because I don't get more um, knowledge. I don't get more big book. We go deeper and I get to get like a deeper, um, fuller understanding of God's will for me. And this is how I do it with 10, 11, and 12. And the one I wanted to focus on, which, wow, if you would have told me years ago I want to focus on step 11, I thought you were crazy. Um, But, you know, that's the whole goal here, to get access to a power that's greater than me that will solve all my problems. That's the whole point of the steps. And the word sought, um, somebody taught me, you know, seeking. Seeking is an action, and I'm constantly seeking God's will for me, and I can't know or see or find out what God's will is if I'm totally blocked. So I have to clear the blockages in step 10. And then it's like the sky opens up and I get this understanding. Um, and, and lately it's not just, you know, how would God have me be? It's where is God in all this? You know, where is God in this situation? Where is the God in this person? God, help me see you in this person who I'm resentful at. Help me see you in this awful situation. Um, Help me see the good here. Um, And and that's a practice. And I I need to be clear in step 10 of blockages in order to do that. And then I can see. And then step 12 just naturally follows because I can't sort of keep it all in. I have to sort of let it flow out. Things flow in, things flow out. And I'll end with this analogy somebody told me, which I've shared before. You know, the steps and the meetings, this is like where we huddle, like at a football game. We all get together, we huddle, huddle, huddle. And then the last, the third part of step 12 is we go out and we play the game. And we have a design for how to live a fuller, more joyful life, um, which is the ultimate of step 12. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Reba. Okay, Nancy P., you're up, followed by um, Sandy S. Hi, good morning. This is Nancy P. in West Newton, Massachusetts, right next to Boston. Thank you for letting me share. Um, recovered here, watering my flowers and being outside is awesome. So um, i got to say that these steps, these last three steps, everybody before me has said this is where the rubber hits the road. You have to keep going. And um, it's my... My focus of my sharing today is going to be on step 12 because it's easy to say, I mean, a lot of people say having had a spiritual awakening is the result of working these steps. That's all great and everything, but that is almost the least of the gifts of step 12 for me. Um, Yeah, I definitely needed to awaken spiritually. My spirit, my spiritual self, the essence of me, the essential part of me did have to like get dusted off you know, strip off the varnish, awaken, whatever you want to call it, and reborn and remade um, so that I could carry the message to other people and practice the principles in, my, in all my affairs. I mean, it's sort of like the, the subject and then the predicate. You know, the subject is you have this spiritual awakening 
and become reborn and be free. And, you know, like I, I'm here in my garden, everything's growing and blooming and, you know, it's, it's stunning. And, um, and, and, you know, if something's getting a little choked by weeds, I pull them out and throw them away and, and give them room to breathe and everything. And that's kind of like, that's what the spiritual awakening part is. And the, the beauty that my garden gives me, all these flowers, I mean, truly obscene flowers everywhere, um, is like that's what I get from carrying the message. I mean, I just feel like my real purpose in life isn't to become spiritually awakened, although that's fantastic. It's really to help other people. That's what it says throughout the book is that my job is to, is to help other people. I, it, it withers and dies on the vine if I don't reach out to other people. And, um, and the fertilizer is practicing these principles in all my affairs. That's the miracle grow. You know, I don't, um, I don't, just because I help other people, I mean, I've helped other people when I had no business doing so. I mean, I had a, a you know, I, I had gone through the steps once before with a perfectly adequate sponsor. And um, I was having a discussion with the sponsee who I had no business sponsoring and saying, blah, 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 whatever it is. And I said, hey, I said, do what you want. I said, my abstinence is rock solid. I swear to God, I hung up the phone. I took three steps over to my refrigerator and I took out a cheesecake and started eating it. I mean, that's how, that's what you get when you don't practice these principles in all your affairs, when you talk smack about this program and think you know everything um, without actually doing the work. So, you know, this, the gift of everything, you know, like to me, the first 11 steps allow me to work step 12 and step 12 allows me to work, you know, prepares me to work step 12 and step 12 allows me to work the previous 11 steps. It's a symbiotic life giving circle. And um, it starts, um, it starts with, you guessed it, surrender. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Nancy P. And Sandy S., you're up, followed by Devorah S. Sandy, star one. Hi, this is Sandy S. from Asheville, North Carolina. Um, recovered compulsive recovered compulsive overeater. Um, I think the first thing is step ten. Continue to take personal inventory. For me, it's very important to not only admit when I'm wrong, which I'm thrilled to do, it seems, but to really acknowledge where there's something right that I did, where there's something. Uh, loving or beneficial that I did. It seems like I have a block to seeing that. And when I think about conscious contact with God, that is really difficult for me um, because I'm not a really big God believer. But the truth is I do have an intuitive sense about things. I just have this inner knowing about what is right for me. It's, it's, It's pretty amazing. And I knew... I had a share on the line today. And the the final thing is step 12, which is definitely the most difficult step for me. Um, I've been entirely abstinent 45 years in the program 47, and I sponsored one person. I say that with great shame. Um, And I'm definitely, I'm up there at that. I'm going to see if I could sponsor someone else. But I am so hard on other people that I usually wind up making amends to them. But by the grace of God, I was able to sponsor one person. And I'm just going to keep 
open to the possibility that I can help one other, and that would be a miracle for me. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Sandy. Okay, Deborah S., you're up, followed by Toby K. Hey, good morning, Katie. Thank you. And everyone on this line that makes this meeting possible. My name is Deborah S., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from New Jersey. Wow, continue to take personal inventory. And honestly, you know, I don't know for some reason that that I sort of like it blurred over when I saw that, you know, when I was when I read about it or I hear people talking about it. You know, for years it was just, you know, I got up to you know, make these amends and and that was it and it jumped right into service. I did a little prayer and meditation, you know, a little bit in the morning, asking God for an absent day, putting down my and just going to sleep at night and and thanking God for an abstinent day, but I didn't do anything else, you know, in that step 11, uh, taking up, you know, you know, just going through my nightly review. Um, and, you know, honestly, my program got stale. It was not, it wasn't growing. Um, I was still walking around with a bunch of uh, resentments and feeling pointing the finger at people and like, if only, if only. Um, and, you know, so I really had to be, you know, really desperate enough with my own, really honest with myself and say, there's got to be more here. And um, I started opening up and listening and realizing that, you know, if I want to get, if I want to have what you people have, then I really have to take these actions. And, and, and what is that? You know, you know, our primary purpose is, is to develop, you know, a relationship with God, right? We have to, you know, to get that relationship with the higher power. And the only way I can do it and maintain it is through these steps, 10, 11, and 12, where it talks about, you know, when I, when I continue to take personal inventory and I look at the wrong that I've done, right, I'm holding resentment, the only way to get rid of that is to look at myself and to see what was my part in it and then turn my life, then, then, then have God remove it from me, to seek God's will and to say, what is it that God would want from me now? You know, and to and to live in the truth and not live in those lies and and that and that um, self-seeking behavior, um, and then you know, and then to pray, you know, each day to go through the day in prayer in prayer. I'm not saying you know stop everything and pray and meditate in the middle of all you, but you know, in the middle of driving a car. But certainly the thoughts are with me, you know, you know, as I'm driving, as I'm going through my my daily, um, you know, activities. As I'm walking into my classroom, I say, please, God, use me. You know, how can I be of service? You know, whatever's going on, there's a, there's a prayer that could be attached to it. And then, of course, at night, you know, it's always like looking back and seeing, uh, and, I'm sorry, and looking back and seeing what, what is it? What did I miss throughout the day? And turning to God and to ask, you know, you know, you know his forgiveness in anything that I've 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 over I've not seen, um, and of course, and and once we do, and as we do this, you know, what better way to get out of ourselves is to give it away, to be of service to other people. That's a godly act. Time, please. You know, thank you. And I'll just say that I'm so grateful for these opportunities each day that I get to do this. What a privilege! And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Devorah S. And now we'll have Toby K. followed by Lauren N. Yeah, hi, this is Toby K. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Thank you. 
Um, so um, I really uh, love these steps. Not that it's so easy for me to do, but um, sometimes I really have to force myself uh, to get started at night, and um, I'm I'm on the lazy side. Um, but um, I see when I do step ten uh, that um, I really need to evaluate. Uh, how my day went and what I was doing wrong. Uh, usually I focus on other people's wrongs. They did this to me. They did this to me. They did this to me. Poor me, poor me. Um, you know, pour me a drink, as as it's said in the rooms. Um, so I really need to ask God, what is my part in it? Uh, in step 10, step 11, and pray, pray for the willingness. And step 12, help somebody else. Um, I know that, um, I I was in therapy for many years and all I got out of it was for me, but now the program is asking me to grow up and to fess up and to see my part in things that, um, I wasn't just an innocent bystander. I have a lot of things in me that I need to work on and I'm grateful for the program for showing me to and giving me the help to do that. Thank you, I pass. Thank you so much, um, Toby K. And now we'll have Lauren M. Followed by Jane F. Good morning, all visionaries. It's Lauren N. from New York. Grateful to be here one day at a time. Thank God for this meeting, which has saved my life. Uh, 10, 11, and 12, rinse. What is it they call it? Rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. 10 and 11, always, every day, need to do them regularly, even if I don't want to. Because otherwise, I'll end up like I did in the ver- when I walked in here, believing that everybody else was sick, not me. Thank God I finally learned that I was the sickest of all, or not the sickest, but, you know, just as sick as the rest. This program of giving away what you've got is really so incredible because it's only when you teach it to someone else that you really learn how to do it and what it's all about. Thank God I have learned what it's all about and that I can do this one day at a time just by holding the hand of another fellow and teaching what someone taught me, how to look at my behaviors and how to realize that I am running, trying to run the show and how I can stop running the show. It's awesome, awesome, awesome when this stuff works, which it does. It does. Just giving away what you got is the way to do it and the way to really learn it inside and out. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Lauren. Okay, Jane S., you're up, and then we'll open it up for more shares. Good morning. On page 59, the last on three steps, 10, 11, and 12. Go ahead, Jane. Sorry. That's okay. Um, My name is Jane S., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. 
and I still, it's incredible to hear myself say that, that I am recovered today, and I am. It's because of the people on this line, and uh, thank you, everyone, for your service. Um, I have this little post note here. It's getting kind of wrinkled. I need to, I guess, maybe write it out again. Um, I've had it uh, put up on my wall for uh, years, um, but the solution is my spiritual condition. And, uh, you know, every day I wake up and I have this disease, and I'm, you know, I'm an addict. I'm a compulsive overeater. I also have other addictions, and um, I have to weave all of the steps into my life every single day. But these steps, 10, 11, and 12, for years have helped me build a foundation and, and helped me, I heard someone say, grow deeper. It has deepened, it's helped me deepen my spiritual uh, relationship with my higher power. And uh, for the past 12 years, uh, I knew I had a problem with food, but I just, I could not figure out how I thought I was um, surrendering. I thought I was giving my life and my will over as I do every morning before I get out of bed. I thought I was being of service. I thought I was doing the right things, but I just could not get this food neutrality or neutrality around food, which was what I really was seeking. And uh, it wasn't until the beginning of this year. And uh, I found a new sponsor who actually said something that attracted me um, on the eight o'clock meeting. She said she had to do a 10 step to share. And I'm like, I so related to that because for me, it's so hard. I've been listening to vision for five years and I, I've only now started sharing in the past several months. And um, that's because of these these steps here, 10, 11, and 12, taking a personal inventory, I have to check my motives. I have to listen to those nudges inside me because that's my God talking to me. I have to listen to others when they um, help me correct my behaviors. And every morning when I wake up, the first thing I do is pray and ask God for knowledge of his will for me today and then how I can be of service to him and to my fellows. And then I can start my day. And then, you know, I start my day with a... a an hour to an hour and a half doing all my spiritual uh, rituals each day. And that's how I've built this foundation that's supporting me right now. And I honor this, uh, this neutrality around food I have coupled with sobriety from alcoholism. And I can't even tell you what it feels like. Um, I will protect this to hopefully to the day I die. So I will continue to listen to each and every one of you. Thank you for sharing your experience, strength and hope every day with me. And, uh, have a great day, everybody. I pass. Thank you, Jane S. Okay, so now we're going to open it up for more sharers. We're on page 30, 39, 59, the bottom. We're reading steps 10, 11, and 12. And although we value read- your experience, okay, just one moment. Uh, we just ask that you share only every third day. So I heard Irene. Who else? Jim A. Nancy J. Okay. Kelly H. Okay. I heard Irene, Chuck K, Kathy M, Nancy J, Kelly H. Did I miss anyone? Did I miss anyone? Okay, well, let's go with that group. We have Irene, Chuck K, Kathy M, Nancy J, Kelly H. Go ahead, please, Irene, followed by Chuck K. 
Good morning. This is Irene B. from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Very grateful for the service that each and every one of you, each one and every one of us provides in coming to this meeting. I'm going to make this brief and just say that for me, the buildup of human emotion, the obsession of the mind, everything that happens in my head is... um, uh, the most powerful component of my eating disorder, and um, and I have written down in here something that is very profound for me, and I hope I can give this justice. It says, "I can see the truth in an attitude of gratitude," and what that means to me well first of all thank you for all the beautiful shares that came before me and um as we go through the steps as i go through the steps it was it required heart-wrenching feeling connection with self connection with higher power it's very intense very purposeful and directive and involved with higher power. I mean, we can't do one through nine without our higher power. We just can't. I can't. And, um, but then once we're done, once I'm done, it's like, okay, one and done. But like uh, uh, Wise Soul mentioned earlier, it's all about continue, continue, and continue. And what my sponsor had me do was write daily gratitude. And every time I have been very, very upset about something and feeling hopeless and, and how can I wrap my arms around this situation, I start when I'm in despair, I've done this and it's worked for me. I start to focus on my gratitude, on the things that I have to be grateful about instead of focusing on the things that are heart-wrenching. And all of a sudden, that demoralization evaporates. So I just wanted to share that all of these steps are very important, but the most important thing is to continue, continue. And what worked for me to keep me rooted in positivity and is gratitude. So I just wanted to share that, that even in the middle of a storm, we can, I can find things that I can be grateful about. And Sign, please. With that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Irene B. Okay, Chuck K., you're up, followed by Kathy M. Good morning. Thank you for your service. This is Chuck from Georgia. I'm a compulsive overeater. And I wanted to share my strength, hope, and experience working 10 and 11 and 12. I'm reminded daily that not only do I have to work these steps, but I have to work them harder. Uh, I have to work them in a different ways. I have to switch things up, and that is because I have a progressive disease. Now, if I just follow the instructions in the book and work step 10, 11, and 12 as directed, it is very uncomplicated. But like we've heard this morning, I want to complicate it to the nth degree because that's who I am. Furthermore, 
I am the type of person that wants to work on something very hard, harder than everyone else for a period of time. And then I want to put it all down. I don't want to be bothered with it anymore. I want to live my life. And that's the opposite way we are instructed to work these steps. These need to continue for our lifetime. And that's what I have to do, or I am going to relapse. And I also have to be honest about why I relapse. It's not because I have emotional uh, upheaval or all these other crazy things that I'll think. It's simply that if I'm a compulsive overeater, I trigger the allergy or I'm not working these steps to the, uh, to the degree that I need to to keep my recovery going, which triggers the obsession. That's it. And so one of my first sponsors said, well, what do you do? Right? When I asked, what do you do? And this person said that I have to work these steps, even if I don't believe that they'll work, even if I don't understand it, until they become a part of me. And let me tell you, I had a hard time in the morning. You know, I had plenty of energy to read the news on my phone or whatever else it is I wanted to do. But when it came up time to crack my book open and read the morning prayer, man, I didn't have time for that. I didn't want to do it. And I had to do it over and over and over. And guess what? What that sponsor said happened. I did it until it became a part of me to where now I don't know how to start my day without doing these things. And then carrying God with me throughout the day. And step 10 and 12 are the same. You know, I was a person, like I heard before, that, that would share step 12 and really didn't have a lot to give in step 10 and 11. I wasn't working them to the best of my ability. And I had to suffer relapse, and I had to do it over again, and I had to start over like everyone else has to do. So I, I just end with saying I have to work program with it. I have to work program intentionally. I have to work it consistently till it becomes a part of me. And wonderful things happen when, when program becomes a part of my life, and I can't live without it. Thanks for letting me share. I hope everybody has a good day. Thank you, Chuck. Okay, go ahead, please, Kathy M., followed by Nancy J. Hi, Kathy M., uh, Recovered Compulsive Program from Massachusetts. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you for your service, and thank you for all the wonderful shares this morning. Um, since I came into the program and I, and I went through the steps of the sponsor, um, you know, I, I, I've come to realize how valuable and how necessary uh, steps 10, 11, and 12 are for me and, and and I and I practice them to the best of my ability every day. And and my real concern today is um twelve. Um yesterday afternoon I got two texts, uh one from a sponsee that a text I didn't wanna didn't wanna didn't wanna see and and, and, a, and a new text from someone asking um if I could sponsor them and um you know and, and I talked to the um the the sponsee that I did have and, and, and I had to let it go and it just breaks my heart and and I know it's the disease, and, and I know the book tells me that, you know, when you get to a certain point, you have to let them go, but wow, it's so hard, and, and I pray that, that she find a new sponsor today, and, and, that, and that God helps her find it, and she loves God, and that I help her find it. And, and I'm so very grateful that, you know, at the same time, I looked at both texts, I knew that I had to let one go, but, but God put another, another person in my life that gives me an opportunity to do step 12 with, so... I just really struggle, and I don't know if it's ego and pride, or or if it's just resentment at the disease, which I realize now I got to do a test up on that. But um, you know, I just I, I'm so grateful that I could share this morning, and, and really looking forward to listening to the rest of the year. So thank you for taking my call. Yeah.
you, Kathy. Okay, Nancy J, you're up, followed by Kelly H. Hi, this is Nancy J from Geneva, Illinois, and I want to thank you, Katie, and everyone who helps with this program. Uh, I uh, I want to talk about 10, 11, and 12, and and the fact that they are steps that somehow uh, I had to get used to working them together. And because the way the steps are laid out, it's one after another after another. And then you get up to the final three steps and you do 10, 11, and 12, but then you have the challenge of working them together. And I, I often think it's like learning to dance where when if you go for a dance lesson, they'll teach you one step and then another step and another step. And then finally they put the music on and they say, now you're going to actually dance to the music. And it's confusing because it's no longer an academic thing. It's you've got to actually put it all together and do it to the music. And I feel that is the way the last three steps are. At some point, you're going to have to put them together and dance to the music. And to me, that music is living. And, and, and the book makes it very clear, pages 84 to 88, how, how you go through the day. But to actually do that um, on, a, on a day-by-day basis is the dancing to the music, how you get up in the morning, how you go through the day, what you say when you have doubt or, or worry. Um, and, uh, and then at night, uh, how you do your nightly review and what questions you ask yourself. And then, of course, you go on and, and, and work with others. And a lot for me of working with others, yes, you take them through the steps, but then I believe it's very important as a sponsor to see that the sponsee can dance to the music. Are they actually going through the day doing all these things? Because that is life in in recovery and uh, to keep that going. It isn't just an academic exercise of going through the steps. It's actually living your life with them. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy. Okay, and now we have um, Kelly H. And then we might have time for one more after her. Okay, good morning, Vision. Um, I'm Kelly H. from Bostick, North Carolina. I'm gratefully recovered and just got off the phone with my very first sponsee who is about to dive into her own Step 12. And so I'm just humbled and um, joyful, just like joyful. Um, So here I am uh, listening to Vision this morning. I I don't usually listen to the 7 a.m. I'm a 10 a.m. or uh, on the East Coast. (laughs) Um, But I just, I'm just joyful and I'm alert. Um, So what I love about 10, 11, and 12 is that it keeps my recovery alert. Um, It's, you know, I live in the mountains. So um, in the old school days, if you're driving down the road and you like a song on the radio, sometimes you turn a corner and then you lose your reception. And then you kind of have to wait um, until you get around the next bend to hear the song again. And then a- another station kind of cuts in. Um, and that's life. Um, 
the world is noisy. And if I want to be in the song, if I, if I want to continue singing with the song down the road, um, I am doing steps 10, 11, and 12. I need to be alert. I need, I need it. Um, like I need oxygen. Um, another thing about these three steps, <laughs> 10, 11, and 12, is that they resuscitate my social skills. Um, I had become so unaware of how self-centered I had become with this disease, dominating conversations, um, talking about things because I was fascinating, always having to one-up somebody else's share in a story. And part of what led me into the program was realizing that I was doing that, but I couldn't seem to stop. In addition to the eating, my social skills were terrible. And I felt like I was always badly behaving. Um, and it made me want to withdraw. Like, I don't trust myself in a conversation just to listen and be still. Um, and so 10, 11, and 12 helped me relearn the school. It's like the charm school for recovery. Um, so with that, in steps 10, I am it, doing a step 10 keeps me from tucking in my irritations um, between my fat folds. Um, I will not live in irritations because those are the things that give me permission um, to be awkward and to empower my disease. Step 11 uh, keeps me mindful that God wants me. How could he want me? Um, he allows me to face my worthlessness or oddly enough, my disappointment that I'm not God. <laughs> he still wants me, even though I'm a mess. And in all of my mess, his time, please. he orders my life, and he wants to give me his power and his knowledge. So with that, step 12, um, I'm out of time, but I'm, I'm just so grateful. Thank you all for sharing. I'm blessed by it. Thank you. With that, I'll pass. Well, thank you so much. And we do have time if there's a burning desire for one minute. Otherwise, we'll just go ahead and close the meeting. Okay, well, um, let's go ahead and close then. Um, we will now close with the reading from the Oh, wait a minute. I skipped something here. Thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. Closing. And um, the share ID for today, May 26, 2021, 7 a.m. meeting is 17,018. That's 17018. And we will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And will Patricia C. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Thank you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with, your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. 
clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.